0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Mount Deer Podcast. I'm Rodney Elmer, coming at you from our shop in Northfield, Vermont. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mister Computer. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Taylor <laughs> and Ryan. The beaver. The beaver. We Dude. do not have the puff, and no. we're also missing Mister Kill All the Deer. Just don't do much talking. Yeah. yeah the, don't that, do much talking. He talks as much as you do. Well, on this podcast, yeah, but he's all action,
1: right? He's a get her done kind yeah, of guy. Yeah.
0: Just like you know, he's the one that
1: pays the bills. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the way he kills deer. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think we can all agree on
1: that one. He's right. also he's also the one who pays the bills. <laughs> well, yeah, that. And, you know, he's probably the hairiest among us. Yeah. But <laughs> one of, of the things up. Uh, we actually right before we got this, uh, we decided to sit down and do a podcast tonight. What's it's Saturday. Um, we were thinking to ourselves, um, we were talking about sign and we we're talking about woods that we saw a sign in and we we're talking about patterns. we were talking about signpost rubs and stuff. And he was like, you know what, let's, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down, let's chat about buck sign, things that we look for. Um, and kind of the difference between, um, the sign that a, like a good big buck will lay down and also like the kind of sign that you see from smaller bucks and the way they pattern themselves. And, you know, just kind of talk about buck sign in general. Great places to find it. What happens if you don't find it? You know, early season, late season. Just kind of go over the whole spiel. Yep. And, of course, like, who better to start this off than the guy who's actually seen more buck sign? Rodney. Well, you know, when we first landed, hit Plymouth
0: Rock. <laughs> Back when the deer were plentiful. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> we, uh, when you When you spend a lot of time in the woods, and especially like following tracks and stuff you you see what a small buck does what a bigger buck does yeah and what a big big you know like a trophy deer does you know this something that's five six seven years old eight years old and how he acts compared to other deer just the way he uses the landscape the way he lays down sign and how he kind of materializes out of nowhere and all of a sudden that bugger is there and then and Sometimes it's only at night or whatever, right? He's in an area and he's doing his thing. And then all of a sudden just disappears again. And, of course, once the snow's on the ground, there's no more disappearing. He has a hard time doing that. And with us being in some big, wild country where we're not really limited by posters, um, that helps like crazy to be able to not have him escape totally. Even though he might have a big, good set of legs, he's got four of them and he can really go... Um, At least you're learning a lot about where he lives, what he does, and how he does it. And one of the big parts that can really get you enthusiastic, of course, is the sign. You know, they lay down rubs. They lay down scrapes. The rubs, you know, they're scraping their horns on trees and and just digging it and roughing it up. They're putting their their scent glands on the trees, and they're leaving this little calling card for the other deer. And there are little tiny rubs. I mean, look at the different rubs we saw in Ontario.
2: Oh my God!
0: Right now, that's a place where there's millions of bucks, and there's lots of buck competition. So many deer at the I time. Yeah, at the time. at the time. It's there been was a few years since we've been there. They've got but, some right. really hard winners that I guess but, that knocked but the numbers still, down. But still, the, the numbers were
1: the numbers like like of crazy. deer so you, on the land was incredible. It in gave you an opportunity land. to see variety. Yes. You know, and you get, right. Did you have a lot of snow? Were you mostly hunting on just bare ground with bucks on? It was mostly bare it ground. Was mostly
0: bare, yeah. But there was a little bit of snow.
1: We
2: had like couple like I think in two weeks we had like two or three days of snow. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sucks. It, it didn't last long, it burned off quick. But
2: it was it, no big deal because there's such um a huge number of deer. Yeah. In a small area. I mean we were running into deer every day. Yeah, every day, and and we saw a lot of deer every day.
0: And some areas were just so loaded with deer that practically tracking them was about impossible, unless the snow was super fresh because there's just billions of tracks. Billions.
2: It was was a constant barnyard everywhere you went. Yeah, and it was
0: it was thin enough snow so that out in the open on the rocks or whatever, the snow didn't stay. And any place down in the leaves where it was a little cooler and insulated, or it was under cover, they would the hang snow out stayed. longer. So, like yep. you'd get all teased up about the snow, and, and you'd go a half mile, and then yeah. all of a sudden there's no more snow. It runs right. Or it out, would right. warm up during the day, and you'd lose it all. And the the sign just got us going. I mean mm-hmm. the. Number one sign you can see is to see the buck standing there with the horns on oh, his head, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, the second thing is to walk around and find sheds laying all over yeah. the place. And we came back with like twenty-six sheds in a week. The we made a chandelier crazy.
2: out of all the yeah shed, all the yeah. deer sheds we found.
0: Yeah, and and then. You know, and that's a good sign when you're seeing lots of big sheds. Yeah. I mean, nothing really beats that because you know that the bugger, you know, spends his winter. Yeah. Right and in they're, there, they're shedding. They're they're hanging out. There are deer. The other there.
1: thing too is that's one of the things about when you see sheds is that is a kind of buck sign, but it's a late season buck sign. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And most of the time when deer are, you know, when they're doing drops, it's not where they're rutting, and that's where they're wintering. Right. You and know, it's and, usually after the season when they're you know, falling off. So it's kind of like at least you know that's where they'll winter and if the snow gets really heavy early, a lot of times they'll end up mo- like we've seen we've seen deer moving to wintering areas at like Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Especially in the last few years where we've gotten snow super, super early. So that, that is a kind of buck sign. Yeah, and depending you know? on
0: where you are, those, yeah. those, you know, at least let you know where they're wintering, where they're Where they might out. be headed. Yeah, and yep. like um, also, too, where they spend a lot of their time. I mean, it was the same thing with moose. You, you found moose sheds where the bulls spent a lot of their late season time, right? So it was a a method of scouting. And then of course, once you were in that spot and you found some sheds, you started looking at like, especially with moose, we would look at that area and say, what's unique about it and what are the conditions that are surrounding this general quarter mile area where we're finding lots of sheds, you know, and then we look for other woods that have those same conditions, you know, the pattern wise, and next thing, you know, we're finding sheds in places we've never been before but just because they look like woods where we saw sheds before mm-hmm. yeah right so like as soon as we walk into a spot, after a while we're like man good place for a shed
1: and when it when you it know, comes start learning to when it comes to conditions. sign in general that tactic actually works really well for everything oh yeah because when you you know especially like you'll start finding spots where deer like to lay rubs and in your area, there'll be a particular, a particular kind of terrain, a particular kind of woods or like a field to the woods. It might be like quieter and kind of soft woods and they have a couple like random hardwood trees or alders and they'll smash those up. And you'll see that happening in patterns. And you're like, this is the kind of areas that deer and the kind of trees that deer like to rub. So if there's no snow, it might not be a bad idea early season to go to those kind of areas where they might be laying sign before the does are coming into heat right and that that would be that's actually a great little that's actually a great little tactic and sure. if that if you had bad tracking conditions like you have no snow at all or it's hot what a great place to go still hunt and mope yes. around yep you know yeah or sit if you're going to yep. flip flop miles would be where there might be some deer buck sign or last year's buck sign
0: right now uh, the one of the other things about seeing what we did in Ontario was that when we did get to track a buck. And there was a couple of them that rubbed on little tiny tiny sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they were little. Yeah, smaller than my little finger. Yeah, and and they would spend trees. Yeah, they would spend half an hour. It's super flexible, Mm -hmm. and they would spend half an hour just tinkling with that little stick and beat that thing to Dickens. And remember, they're only brushing a horn against it. I mean, if you had an antler in your hand and you went up to a little tree and you started hitting the antler against that little tiny tree, whacking it, you'd have to hit it a lot to rub all the bark off it in like 30 degree weather. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd have to stand there for an hour green. and a half and, and twist it and pull on it and yank it. The amount of work you have to go to damage that little tree, just put a horn in your hand sometime and try it. It's like, oh my God, that
1: deer <laughs> spent some time there, right? That's that's one of the things I love seeing is when you're on a track and you come up on a rub that's not like a signpost rub that they hit all the time, and it's a brand-new rub, and it's like a smaller, flexible tree, and it's completely thrashed down to bare wood. It's yep. all green shavings on top of the snow. Yep. You're like, that freaking thing was here for so long that you're like, wow, I just gained some serious time. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, that's I love seeing that. That's awesome to see on the track is rubs. And some of those in Ontario were huge
0: deer. Oh, my God. Huge deer rubbing a little tiny stick. Mm-hmm. My favorite,
2: though, is hearing them rub their antlers. Yeah. My, the biggest buck I've shot in so far, uh, beaver fever up in, uh, <laughs> that's quite a story too. Um, Jeff and I are sitting on top of this giant boulder, and there's a giant spruce tree in front of us. It's as big as this table. The thing was massive. And there was probably like a foot uh, tall pileated woodpecker on it, scratching on the tree. He flies away, and we still hear the noise. Well, my buck was just b- behind that tree rubbing his antlers on, a, on a, tr- a small little, like, two-inch tree. And it sounds a lot like you think it would sound.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You take another stick and just rub it on a tree. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, yeah it's kind, kind of like a clacking,
1: to... you know, yeah. kind yeah. of like a slappy, it, scrapey clack kind of sound.
2: Very much like that. And, of course, all the bark's really fluffy up there. Mm-hmm. On those trees, mm-hmm. so it's really flaky sounding too. It's, and it sounds it's re, it was really dry and it sounded like um like Chris, uh Rice Krispies almost yep. the crackle sound mm-hmm. as the bark would fall and hit the ground, and never heard that sound before. And we're both like, "Well, all right, well, we don't see anything." We get up and there he goes, Ooh, doo-doo, 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 <laughs> runs off. and We're like, "Wow, well, we know and what that was <laughs> now." Now I know, I'd never had heard a buck rubbing his antlers before. Right. It was a very, it's distinctive, but it's weird
0: yeah, it's sounding. Cool. Yep. Now there's also like the, the calling card rub. Like when there's a travel corridor and yeah. there's this perfect place, like there's some dry land between two swamps, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of cuts across. And, and there's like a, a game A natural trail. funnel. Yes. And a game trail like goes along this, you know, along the edge of it and everything naturally goes through so every deer in the woods comes through and walks by this one you know uh, brown ash or something Mm -hmm. or or even a young hemlock tree or something like that beside the trail and the buck just like this is a good place to lay one down so he goes over that tree and just thrashes it and leaves a whole bunch of marks on it and and peels the bark off and stuff and it's like a calling card Mm -hmm. like i'm here But I'm just kind of advertising a little bit. And, like, the other bucks will, like, come to it, but they don't rub it much. There's some – the vast majority of the rubs, if you ask me, don't get rubbed by multiple bucks. No, I would imagine not. They they get rubbed once. Everybody else just kind of smells it and then walks on and, like, doesn't necessarily rub their horns against it. We never took trail camera and put them on some odd rub and saw how other deer reacted to it. That'd be you know, something for somebody to do because I would love to like I'd love a big to see that. a big signpost rub. Nearly every buck in the world comes by, throws it on it. It's like it's more of a community thing. It's a
1: fire hydrant. Yeah. You Normally know I mean? like dogs in yeah. a fire hydrant. That's right. kinda what that that's a great right. way to think of it. Right. It makes more sense. And and a lot of times it's on some level
0: piece of ground, it stands out, you can really see it from a distance. A lot yep. of signpost rubs are like They're right out there in your face, kind of great, big, huge rubs. And they're in a spot where it's usually kind of nice. You know, it's not really hidden in the brush all that much. It's usually out where you can see a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh, usually uh, like a swampy-ish kind of soil,
1: Mm -hmm. but on dry ground next to it. You know, it's normally on a little bit of... Where hardwoods meet a little bit like of an aldery kind of swale grass swamp.
0: Yes. Yep. It's, it's kind of that little flat dry spot near the two where the walking is good and the yeah. deer seem to go through. Yep. And and like every buck in the world will go over to it and at least sniff it and look it over. Mm. Even if he just scrapes it once or twice and puts his forehead. It's like on a bulletin it. board. Yep, like And then who was here. Yeah. And then yeah. walk on. And, and yeah. you can, when you watch them walk up to it, like on a trail camera and, and they sniff the whole thing over and whatnot, yep. you know? So like those are a reliable thing. And a lot of those get rubbed year after year after year and nearly yep. every every buck that that travels through will walk over and check it although there's some I've seen a few where they're big old giant and he walks right by and he could care less yeah <laughs> some bucks just don't even care about other bucks rubs mm-hmm. and then there's some who are individuals who just can't wait to get to it so like if you have a buck one of the especially a big older one that seems to be hanging around that some of them will be real homebodies they kind of hang out on this one mountainside or in a valley between two mountains and they'll use like both or two or three mountains right there and they'll they'll kind of just keep running the same circles the same big areas and those big sideways uh, bulldozer roads back when they first logged mountains yep. and they logged sideways with before a dozer. They, before they mm-hmm. logged straight up and down. Yes, before they started using skidders and pulling all the wood straight up and down, they would, you know, go around the side of the mountain or angle downwards. And then, of course, it gathered all the water off the side of the mountain and it would ditch the entire mountain and it would turn into this ravine after a while they were really bad to do that you know it wasn't wasn't good for the the mountain to do that and the, it changed the way the water drained off the mountain but those were nice flat easy smooth trails deer love those. and the moose and deer yep. would would turn that right into a path and almost maintain that sloping side hill up and around trail that was great for them to pull the wood out the with a little small yes and yep. that's what we call them as escalators you know where you're just you're slowly going around and up like it's like it's a ride <laughs> you know those those almost always will have rubs and scrapes on them those nice easy side hilling uh skid trails that were put in a million years ago uh the other thing too is the bigger deer will definitely pay attention to what's going on around them even if they don't pound a site a big signpost rub someplace if they just happen to walk by and could care less about it it's still a great place to pick up a track it's a great place to find buck sign to start with especially with fresh snow or even older snow and see if anybody's around you got week old snow and you know where there's a signpost rub and you go down and check it and there isn't any tracks around it in a week You either abandon it completely or you hunt it because there's going to be one shortly. Yeah. Right. It's one or the other. Right. Right. You know, but it's a great place to check things out. And when you find multiple signpost rubs, a lot of times they'll be good for like a period, sometimes like eight or 10 years. And then usually something happens. Yeah. Then something happens. And like all of a sudden they just stop using it. They almost like don't care about it. The other thing
1: too is the woods change. The bucks change too. Yeah. The deer change. So like, it's almost like a family moves out. Mm-hmm. a new family gets into the house right they're not going to use that house in the same way right or well, even like a doe group that's exactly. in an area that yep. would have a signpost rub in their
0: maternal area they end up shifting getting, or changing yeah or, or they die off because of bad winter
2: yep generational like most right. deer don't live to be eight years old right. i would say so
0: sure and if they are if they are they're you know a doe you know a doe's most likely to be the oldest deer in the woods right you know, she especially where we are, and they, they kill very few does, you know, the does are the oldest ones around, and they really play the game the most, and all of the bucks come from those older does, and, of course, once they get kicked out of mom's area and they go and establish themselves in a, in a new area, they're likely to be real... In- like taken in by the other bucks that are in the area like bucks want to learn the other bucks mm-hmm. and those one and a half year olds who are kicked out of their maternal area and now they're out searching around they're especially going to be interested in you know buck sign mm-hmm. and they'll be checking it out looking at it and usually if you're hunting buck sign you know first thing you do is see a small one fairly quickly usually yeah you know you're, you're apt to see a smaller deer they they are not anywhere near as through as as enthusiastic about making rubs and about making scrapes. In general, they're not. There are individuals that are just like, I've seen four pointers that were crazy about making scrapes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just, you just, you know, pawing at the ground all the time, constantly. And even with scrapes and the same with rubs, there are some that are really important and like they get used every year. And then there's a lot of them that are just, he happens to be feel like it right then.
1: Most of it's great. Most of it's that way. In the middle of nowhere. He
0: just lays it down and then walks away.
1: Yeah. Most buck sign, they'll do in a certain area that they like that they travel through a lot. Like there'll be patches of woods that they go through and circulate, right? They have their roots. And they'll make their sign in a certain spot on the root. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like this, just, it feels right. Right around then, it's got the right kind of feel to it. They go in and they're just. And they're at the, they're in the right mood when they're in that in that spot, but they'll be spread out thing. in that spot, mm-hmm. and it'll be like a ribbon through that spot. But it's it's yeah. pretty rare that they only make a scrape in this like one spot, right? You know, they'll throw sign down when they're feeling it.
2: Yep. I've also had deer too while I'm tracking. I had like a, especially a bigger buck and a smaller buck going after the same doe, mm-hmm. and I've had one deer make scrapes. Right out straight. Right out straight following this doe to try and, I guess, I would say scare off the smaller deer. Like, look what I can do to you. Right. Just, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, he's
0: demonstrating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah. And, and like showing them, look, you stay away. I'm running the show here. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is. There, there's a fair amount of that. And you'll see that especially a little bit later on. You know, from the 20th to like the 27th, you're going to see a lot more of that where like she's either not quite ready yet or there's two or three buck on a doe early. Like she's the first one to come into heat, and it's like the 15th or the 10th of November, right? Mm-hmm. And she's one of the first does to come into heat, and instead of having one, she's got three boyfriends yeah. now. And and the, the it might be the little one out front chasing first, yep. right? And you see the doe kind of hop by, and she's nervous looking, and she doesn't look right. And then all of a sudden, along comes a little buck. And, and you, you watch the two of them go by and then, uh, and you hear, Oh, and here comes another one and it's a six pointer. Right. And, and he's trying <laughs> to catch up with that little fella. And then just before you know it, you've shot at him and missed. And then the giant <laughs> runs away. Right. And there's a 10 the pointer bringing man. up the rear. Right. Don Elf. Right. That, that's what happened to me. I had a, like a spike horn following a doe, a seven pointer comes up behind him and he's displaying and grunting at the spike and the spike's kind of just ignoring the two bucks behind him because he's going to follow that doe, and she smells awesome. And then, you know, the the three of them pull up to me on top of this hardwood mountain, and they're all looking at me, and I can hear another deer down over the hill coming up in the back. And there's two buck and a doe, and I'm thinking, well, what's the fourth deer? It's either the fawn, right, Right. following up mom because she's, you know— Little one, it's most likely to be a fawn. Can't keep up, or it's a giant, right? And, and we the big all one. and big boys, they they don't
2: sprint after the doe. No, they they, they there's just, no, no it's reason. steady and just keep I'm coming.
0: coming. Yep, hey, yep, hey. And, and that's exactly what happened. And of course, the the seven pointer is 173 pounds. I mean, he's a nice buck. I shoot at him, and I'm a little bit low, and I just give him a little haircut right on the brisket. Yep. He runs off, and the the doe runs by me. The spike horn runs with the doe to my right. The seven pointer runs straight out away from me, and the ten pointer runs back down over the hill. Yep. And the ten went when he goes left and back down off the hill, and and I, all I did was hear him. Mm-hmm. But I heard him grunt, and then I shot at the seven, and I shoulda waited a second because there was a hundred and almost forty incher. 10 pointer coming up over that hill to me and i didn't know it at the time and i shot at the seven now i, I didn't didn't get the seven and we went the next morning this was just before dark and don l and i went ne- back the next morning and we we're looking everywhere and we just found a few hairs and we went about 400 yards with one drop of blood and that was it burned him yep so i just made this little tiny tiny mark on him the following night don l ended up shooting the big 10 pointer And when we got down to the check station, which was only like a half a mile away, we get down to the check station and there's a seven pointer laying on the scales. And I walked right up to that buck and I picked up his front leg. He's laying on the scales on the the plywood. And there's a little tiny mark from my bullet. (laughs) And uh, Ernie Wilson is standing there smiling at me. And I said to Ernie, I said, do you mind if I look at your deer? And he says, yeah. And so I walk over to it, and I lift up the leg, and I, I'm looking at his brisket, and there's this little tiny, oh boy. like a quarter of a bullet hole burn mark on the bottom of his brisket, and all I did was just barely underneath him. Yep. And it was about a 130 or 40-yard shot That's a rip. with a 30-30. Oh, right? Jesus. No so, wonder why you were low. Right, and, and the bullet fell a good 6, 7 inches that far, and I aimed right on. Right. So it made perfect sense that yeah. I would hit exactly where I did, which I made it. It a serious and, bolt drop, with that, and that thing's heavy, and it's not very... Yeah, 170 grain, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. of course, it was about three inches behind the front legs, the little burn mark. Perfect. So perfect like, up, perfect yeah. left and right. You're Everything up and down. Perfect. My, my elevation girl. was off, and that was a last year. Bye-bye <laughs> 30-30 bye after that. And I went to the 7-millimeter Magnum. But that goes to show how, like, the little ones and how they act and the big one and how he acted and then when we get back up to don l he doesn't come out of the woods and lewis and i go back up in there looking for him and he's got that 10 pointer uh. and wow yeah wow yep. you know and he made vermont state record book with that deer he was a nice one you know big nice big huge rack on it 130 odd inches you know really good one so that's the way it goes you know and the, the sign that led me to that area was uh, these big beaches. There were some beaches that were about four and a half, five inches through, and they were rubbed right down to the wood. So they're young, hard barked beaches, and yep. they were they were polished right down to the yep. wood, and the wood was polished and spend shiny some, almost spent some time on that. yeah so that 10 yep. had spent a lot of time rubbing on those and that's what i had said to him i said man i found some sign in there and of course there was no snow so we were just hunting and i said to him you yep. got to come up here there's a giant buck and another guy had shot at him with a bow and arrow and he was telling me how he missed and then he had seen the seven and the ten together and then you know right it's right right there not far from where you shot mush. I mean, the mush a, a quarter bug. mile from that. But it goes to show how that that yeah. you know was just uh, that sign was good enough so that we started going in there. We hadn't been seeing scrapes on the ground. It was only rubs. Yeah. And this was uh, I want to say the during the first week of November, uh, first week of, of uh, Vermont rifle season which is like the second week, almost third week of November. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, it's a little bit later, but we hadn't been seeing any scrapes at all. And it was kind of surprising with the number of buck that was in that small chunk of woods. But the doe lived there. She was there all the time. You could count on her, and she was six, seven, eight years old. And every year I would act like a buck. I'd go up and check her and -hmm. see if she had a boyfriend. You know, and let's go see if that doe up there is in heat. We do that a lot in Maine, too. When you discover where there's some does... And they're hanging out in this one, say half mile area. There's these does are hanging out in there, and you've got fresh snow on the ground. You go check them does yourself. Yeah. I, I'll like if I'm not picking up a track anywhere, I'll run down in and see if the bo- the does have got a boyfriend. Find their tracks. Usually it's it's uh, less than a half hour, forty minute walk. I'll go pawn down in there real quick and look it over and see if there's a, a buck in there. You know, if I find a bunch of doe tracks with no buck, okay, time to leave. They're not okay. ready right so as soon as they even start to smell ready there's going to be a buck with them yeah so and especially in places like where the deer numbers are low the buck to doe ratio is really good every doe that does come into heat's got a buck with them in pretty short Mm -hmm. short order
2: or it won't be long
0: yeah and and when you in like the sign in that part is a little more important in the very beginning of november like yeah. when they're, they're not in heat. It, yet. it matters more. Yeah. And
1: especially if it's warm, then the sign matters more yeah. because a buck is near the sign someplace. In yeah. in the first, most of the time, especially in the first like 10 days or so of deer season, the rut really isn't getting going yet. Those are not really in heat. Bucks are maybe just starting to circulate and really start to check tracks a bit. Yeah, Most of the time, what we've been finding is when they lay sign, they're right there yeah they're right yep. on it from they're like, not going any high distance, and if you can find sign, you want to be right there. you know the last weekend in October through to
0: about you know the tenth twelfth of November, you know that's when they weigh the most that's when they're big and heavy, and your nice. best chance to get a two hundred for sure. right, and the fat reserves are awesome, they're plump and they're ready <laughs> you know they're, they're that's when Casey gets it done. that's when Casey. right he <laughs> yep. can shoot a four pointer and it weighs two hundred right so like <laughs> that, Casey, right there right, so you know that part of it is, is always interesting and you know what's going on there later on, especially when you get into like the chase phase where they're just searching, looking for dose. You don't, I don't see as much sign and like the sign that's made between the 10th and the 20th. Like I discount it all. I almost like could care less about it. Well, it, because it, it only seems to matter when you have like the grunt buck scenario. You know that's a scenario where the sign kind of matters a little bit. I like sign because he when was the laying down so much
1: deep. deep. Yes, because Definitely. a lot of times yeah. like when you when that's you later when though. you start getting like 14 inches of snow and it's really fluffy super cold stuff and it's caving in on itself it's nice to follow a track that you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm going the right way, and I'm pretty sure it's a big buck, right? It's one of those days where it's just really hard to tell, mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden it walks up, and there's a rub right there. You're like, yeah, baby, <laughs> right? It's, you're like, now yes. we're not wasting our day. That's an important sign. That, that's good buck there, sign. There's
0: antlers on this deer.
1: And you and I, actually, so we're, where we are in New England, most of the time, what we find uh, buck rubs on is... Is like uh, alders down in the wa- uh, swamps and stuff. Mm-hmm. maples, beech, a little bit, not a whole lot. Ash trees, sure. obviously, some small spruces, maybe a striped maple. But you and I actually saw a white birch thrashed. Yeah, it was pounded.: A white birch.: I never seen you that.: You never like you never see
0: that. That was the first time for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. and, and yellow birch is common. A little bit more. It has a it has a better smell. Yeah, I think
0: white birch is I think pretty rare. Th- I think
1: they kinda do it because they might like the smell too. Oh I'm sure. You know, and yeah. they got that forehead smell. Anyone yeah. ever smelled a buck's forehead? Where yeah. you could just that like the you know, bark and the bark it. and the
0: yeah. antlers and all that. If you're it's a logger and arborist, you'll love it. Right? Yeah, yeah, you
1: know that. It's like, man, that almost sounds like sawdust. That's nice.
2: <laughs> the other buck sign too I like, especially you see it more with deeper snow is antler marks in the snow while they're feeding that's that's, oh uh, god
1: yeah Yeah. mushbuck Mm -hmm. and of
2: course deeper snow they're more they have to put their face deeper into the snow so their antlers are more likely more likely to touch the snow while they're feeding but But that's a squiggle and like taylor was saying when you have really deep (laughs) snow you're not quite sure because you can't really see the track too good and you come up to where they're feeding and you just see those little poof marks Yep. It's like okay, now we're on to something. I like that when the main beams in the
1: snow.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. More poles from the antlers are always awesome.
1: Yeah. The the other thing too is um the the scat right Mm -hmm. that's the other thing you can kind of tell right bigger deer make bigger scat. They well, do a bigger throat and, just makes bigger pellets, you know, he, a yeah, bigger animal, intestines and stuff are just going to do
0: that. Well, sure. His bigger, his throat is big. So when he swallows, he swallows a large amount and it's
1: a bigger pellet. And this here's a question. A I'm not hundred percent sure of this. I don't know. I, I, this is like a old hunter's tale. Do like the whole bucks, bucks, uh, scat will clump together more. You hear that. I don't know if there's actually any validity in that. I think it's more of like the moisture content
2: and how cold it is is yeah. going to make it clump in I, different ways.
1: I I've heard that, right? You used to hear that all the time, almost yep. like when it's like little rabbit pellets in mm-hmm. a dark brown kind of like that's, mm-hmm. you know, they're small doe or a fawn, right? And then you pull up, you're following a track and it's big fluffy snow and have all this like, and like, oh, that's a buck. And that's how they, well, I'm like, I don't know. Man. You don't
2: see that with, I mean, moose are the same, same family. Mm-hmm.
1: and it's not and you don't yeah. see that with moose at all not more well, you do but it, well, it clumps up, but,
2: clumps up but it's not, but not gender, gender specific yeah.
1: i don't think it's like big bucks do that and like does you know i don't know i think Look, it would do happen. you think do you think there's any validity in that i don't think so i've seen so
0: much of both and i never pay that much attention to like i mean size wise if if i'm you know if, it, you can tell Bigger's the difference than between that. a fawn yeah, fawn right. is these little tiny salads, sugar babies, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. Just these little little tiny versus milk duds, <laughs> right? Yeah. Vers- versus yeah, like literally something big, yeah. You know, yeah. And you know the size of the deer and the size of what it leaves behind would be should relative, be pro- proportional, absolutely yeah. same as a bear or anything else, a dog, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so. How much I care about that? I I really don't. Care. I don't know. I was just it's wondering. A crap and, it, and it's like I don't care. <laughs> He's <laughs> like I don't give a crap. Hey. No. Hey. <laughs> I I just like I don't pay a great lot of attention to it. I could really care less how fresh it is if it's just falling out or whatever. I yeah. mean, it might it might make a, a more sense to pay a whisker attention to it if it's like crunch time and I'm thinking about. But I've seen bucks sprinkle it. As long. they walk, As moose they walk. do that a moose lot. Yeah, that. moose do it like crazy. Mm-hmm. They almost like dump it out behind them. Like just, a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hippo kind of thing, you know. Yeah. just <laughs> A little tail of fun. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> just, you know, how many times have we watched a moose get upset, and the first thing they do is pee? You know, you get them out of their bed and the first thing they do is pee and then their back hair stands up and they, they step sideways to you and they're like, I don't want a confrontation. They don't know what you are, especially you walk up to them grunting and then they decide, okay, it's time to leave and they'll run for a little ways, stop. And then either take a crap or take off running and crap while they run and leave this like mess yeah, behind them. Almost like like, like they're rid trying of to so they can run faster. Well, that would well, discourage I'll, you from
2: following well, the smelly trail. Well, that too, know. and I think it's because they were laying down. So the now when they stand up, when you look at a dog, when a yes. dog gets up, they have to stretch and reorganize their guts out. Yeah, and. I mean, I've, we see cows out in fields, and same a farmers' thing. field will do the same thing. They yeah. get up, they stretch, and then they relieve themselves because I
0: think it's because of all the built-up gases and what sure. they're eating is right. And they're not going to do it while they're laying down, right? Know? Right. And it's a great time to light a log and get ready to go. <laughs> <gas>. <laughs> It'll make me so run I mean, faster. Gotta gotta dump some of the cargo to get to warp or get on plane. Yeah, I I don't I I don't really care about it all that much. Um, what i would pay attention to is if i went into an area especially on bare ground and i wasn't seeing any tracks on the ground number 1 right. i want to see some deer tracks of some kind i don't care if they're just an old imprint the most important sign is tracks for for me really? i just that's that i want to see deer tracks yeah. and if i go in and I, I never see any amount of deer manure you know, they say a deer probably relieves themselves 10, when, 11 times a day. When there's
1: no snow, you need to see that on the ground. Yeah, I want if you to don't, see. that's
0: bad. That's right. If I walk into right an area. area and I don't see a single deer crap. And I walk for five miles and I, am not ever seeing any deer manure at all. means
2: we're not spending any amount of time in
0: there. Right. So like if they, each one of them's going 11 times a day and there's only two deer in nine square miles, well, you're not going to see much. No. So it's like, if I don't see any, any at all, now I worry a little bit, but if I go into a section of wood, say for the first time and I'm scouting it and I see lots of little stuff, well, I say, well, there's some does and fawns around. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it helps you identify what's going on a little bit bit but even with rubs and scrapes especially later in the season i could care less they they could be made by a buck that was there you know three days ago and now he's 10 miles away and he just happened to visit that one day and like i really don't care i think really
2: the only time sign really matters if you have a stand especially like a signpost rub where bucks are checking it out really frequently and you could set up a tree stand
0: yeah and even that's going to be like time specific there's going right. to be certain times when those are when those are on. And then there's times like when all the does are in heat and they're all being bred or whatever,
2: and they're being pushed around. So they're not staying in one spot.
0: And like, there's going to be times when it's really important and it might be really good. And then there's like the rut, like when they're actively in chase phase and now like all bets are off. They could show up at 1 in the afternoon in the middle of the blacktop. They could be, <laughs> right, I mean, they could be anywhere at any time doing anything because it's a rut. And I've always said, right, what's my rule? All, all the rules are, are out the window. All the rules are out the window when, it's, the rut. when the rut is really going. Are, all bets are off. That's yep. right. From the 20th to, the like, the 27th, it's it's crazy. There's just deer everywhere. Everything's happening. Every doe has either come into heat, gone by heat, or starting into heat. So, like, right. it, it's crazy. And, and every, there's always, like, a lull during the peak of the actual breeding. Like, when there seems to be no deer all of a sudden. It's
1: because they're busy. Yes. <laughs> Literally. And,
0: and, and, of course, even, like,
1: for parity. the first
0: day, she smells great, but she doesn't want the attention and she's getting tons of attention. So she runs into the thicker brush where she feels good and like she won't bump into somebody Mm. and she can try and avoid him or them if there's more than one and they're all circling and she's just circling and kind of going nowhere and then that's not working so she lays down and now they just hang out near her and kind of guard her a little bit and if you come along grunting, she goes, another one and gets up and runs off, right? Uh, And now everybody just leaves and you're standing there with nothing, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like so there. There's times when some of the sign will be real valuable, and yeah. then there's times when it It's ain't. situational. Yep, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's a good... Anything uh, can happen anytime.
1: It's a good time when y- grunting can cost you, mm-hmm. you know? When you're, yep. like, not seeing a lot of sign, and you're moving into the middle of the rut, and you're, like, trying to stir something up. Like, making a lot of calls and being a buck, just kind of, like, that lull does are paired up with bucks a lot and it's like you go in there and, but the other thing on by the other, you know, hand, you can also call a buck out and get and try to get a fight going. too. Especially
0: if the, the buck and the door spread apart. Yeah. If, if the buck and door right together, and and you they're they're just minding their own business sort of and you come along and you bump them or whatever and you sound like a buck that's not a good time to call but if you got up there and they ran off a little bit and even if you called just once or twice and then he said well screw that i'm going to stay with her and he runs off and doesn't really know what you are but you just keep yeah. coming you're, you're probably okay a little bit that way but she will run she'll hear you most likely and now yeah. if she's in running from a buck she'll definitely run from you and when she leaves she takes the party with her yeah and if she comes running up to you should you call then hell no don't call at all don't disturb her let her do her thing and if she passes through get right on her track yeah get right over to wherever she was because he's going to be coming through too you know right. but Sometimes that ain't the case either. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple run by us in the last couple of I years. I have tried. we thought, okay, let's get right over there, and we and go, go right around you, yeah. and and yeah, he goes around, or he's not ever coming. Right, there's just nothing there. We thought she was running from above. I and have tried
1: to get that scenario going. That's like a like a mystical, like legend, storybooks and songs, right? <laughs> Where you like you see the doe go by, and it's like I've done it. We you run up there, and it was another doe, and I'm like. Fun. Yeah, and I'm like, I know it works in theory, and I've seen it done, and I've been there, but it's never worked out for me. I haven't been the rifleman on that. I would that. have to agree with
2: you on that situation, too. I've no never I mean, been... Uh, this will be the year. It
1: does be. happen. It does happen oh, yes. quite a bit, but yeah. it's just a lot of those things, you know, and they just have to line up. I, I've had three buck run up when the doe ran up, Whoa. and had
0: three bucks come right up to me.
1: Well, yeah, you, when you were in Vermont with right. Don that's yep. there's and, one and right two there. two
0: bucks in Maine.
1: Um, yep and oh you know, uh mr t
0: yes yep. right right where classic choo-choo just let choo train. right up and, and i let the dough get right up next to me and start to go by me and then i spooked her hey get out of here and she runs off and then i get right over there and say okay here we go boys and boom 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 and here they come right yeah classic so that part is really good and when that works out which it does for a lot of people you know that's when you're calling and your stuff will work good because you're between them yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know if they manage to get by you and they head out just Follow them easy because she may run out there quite a ways and, right and then turn right around, give him the do-si-do out there, turn around and come back on her trail where she feels good like you did in New Hampshire last year right? Yep. <laughs> and, and they come right so back close. by you again, yep. right? So keeping your guard up and just, just mosey along yep. and take your time. Don't forget to look behind you too because her track smells awesome. Mm-hmm. And if there's another buck somewhere behind you and now we've got this whole choo-choo train of activity all going along yep you could have a locomotive come up behind you right so always look back while you're tracking the buck and the doe and they're going look back behind you and see if there's somebody else coming yeah because all of a sudden you may have somebody else right in your lap and they may not care about your scent at all Mm -mm. when they're right up to you when they're on it they don't care oh a dough and heat is better than a bucket of grain Oh yeah, she she is oh, just yeah. the best thing in the world. And when you've got yeah. that real thing right there, boy, oh boy! Well, I mean, which would you pick, hot date or a cheeseburger? That's right. You know what I mean, you can get a cheeseburger any day of the week. You got the cheeseburger after the hot date. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's a you know, sign that that you want to pay attention to. Like yeah. uh, I, I'll come along, say a whole bunch of deer tracks. They're all in a in a line together, and they're all walking on top of each other. And this is like newly made deer trail of multiple deer. Now, you may have to walk down that. That's a good sign, especially like during the rut or just as as the rut is winding down a little bit. It's it's starting to wind down, right? You have the second rut coming shortly. Yep. And you have this choo-choo train tracks. And you start down the choo-choo train tracks, and there's multiple deer, and they're all walking on top of each other, and you can't really see what's what. And then they'll get to a spot where they all manage to spread out, or like one will step off from the trail a little bit. And the does will squeeze through a tight spot and that big old giant that's with him, he's number two, right? You have the she's in the front, and then he is right there with her, and then her two fawns are in the back. Yep. And they're following mom and they don't understand what's going on. Why is that buck chasing my mother? Yeah. Right? But they're going faster than I can go, and I'm tired now. Yeah. Right. I don't know how many times I've had this choo-choo train scenario where The doe's in the front, the big buck's in the back, and along come the two fawns in the back, and all of them are going along in a train, and they're all in a single-file, you know, track. And then all of a sudden, like the buck is big and wide, and they squeeze through the garbage to get rid of him, and the little ones follow mama. But he swings off to the side and goes out around like a tight spot or something. Yep. He's still following. But then I see his track and I say, oh, there's a buck with him. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So here we go. And that lets you know just what's up. And you may have to follow it for quite a ways before you get that information. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when they're all staggering on top of but each other. But that's a great sign, especially yeah. during the chase phase, when they're actually pursuing, you know, those does or attending them, tending phase, right? When when they're just trying to hang out with them and, and guard them and stay with them. Yeah, and that can go all the way to mid December. Oh I mean, my god! You can god, have that yeah. scenario show up from from pretty much like the 15th, 18th, all the way to mid-December. Sometimes earlier. Yeah, and sometimes it's an entire trail that goes out, turns around, comes back, walks over itself, crosses in another area, circles a (laughs) bunch, and it's just these four deer that have made a billion tracks in a quarter-mile area. Yep, a quarter-mile by a
1: quarter-mile barnyard. Yeah, Yeah, and and it's just just a big,
0: giant mess, you You know, know? And, and five guys have seen all this activity, and they all walk in there, right? And there's a hundred deer in here, and it's actually just four, but they've been everywhere. <laughs> That's where you yeah. need
2: some fresh snow to hit the reset button.
0: Yeah,
1: clean it all up a
0: bit, right? Or you you're smart enough to circle the whole mass and find where they exited. Yeah, yeah. Or if worst case scenario, they're get still, them out of there. Or they're still just in go it. right through the middle of it all, jump them, get them out of there, get them started, and get them into a new area, mm-hmm. and leave all those other hunters behind, and take them out in the bushes someplace <laughs> by yourself up yeah. on the hill. you yeah. know? get them out of that spot. And now you will be able to work with them because they'll, they'll get busted and get out of that spot. They'll move a half mile or a mile into another area yeah. and then slow down again. And now you may have them to yourselves and, and you can go ahead and work them a little bit, you know, and, and if, especially if it's early in the day
1: and you have time.
0: So I love that, that choo-choo train thing. That is really good. That's some sign of love.
1: The other, there's like also a misconception with the size of a rub with the correlation of antlers yeah that i've seen I've thing. seen deer with hellacious racks thrash like twigs like hardly yep. like they're just sitting there just beating their antlers against these tiny little sticks that are like half inch and just barely marking them up a little bit sure and then little bucks with like a little rack scrape up big trees now when you have a deer that can scratch the front and the back at the same time. There's a good sign. That's and no spike it does, horn. Yeah, it's no spike horn, right? <laughs> you and it's not common that really small racked deer will thrash big trees no. and destroy them. No, right? They just when don't. you find a tree, a nice big like say it's like an eight inch maple tree, and that thing's thrashed most of the time, it's That's probably something hit. with some good oh, bark, yeah. yeah. you know. But just because you find a small, small one that does that had just barely got marred up at all, doesn't mean he doesn't have a lot of bone either. It could be and, a 3-pointer or a 12. That's you right, know. and you, you don't know. And yeah. But it's it's basically like, does this have horns? Yes. Good. Who cares? After that, let's continue on and let's get eyes on it and see what it looks like. Well, that and gather more information. Yeah. Right.
2: The other thing to keep in mind, too, especially when looking at rubs, is the height of the rub. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, moose, they do the same thing deer do. They rub their antlers on trees. Um, most deer rubs are going to be from your waist to your knee no
0: yeah yeah they'll be right in your thigh area a 200 pound a 200
2: pound deer is about as tall as your waist Mm -hmm. i mean it's they look they look massive i mean you have a full body mountain here and he's he's up on a pedestal a little bit so he looks even bigger right but you get him on the ground and he's only about when he's standing he's about waist high which is why they can squeeze under the tightest stuff, and you're like, how, do you, how did you get through there? You squat down, and it's wide
0: open. Right.
2: They can see your feet.
0: Yeah. Yep. His back is like at your belly button or your belt line. Yep. You yep. know, and, and, of course, his head's up higher, you know, naturally. But, right. And, and I've seen a few whitetail rubs where they're, they're scratching not the, not the main part of the rub, but like where the beams and the tips are scratching at the tree, I've been up to like my chest.
1: That's tall, a taunt. tall rack.
0: And like, that's not a spike horn. No, no. That, that's not a little guy. That, there's some, some tie in length and, and also to how he stands. The direction the deer's traveling, of course, the, the rub will tell you which way he was headed right. in general. You know, if he's going up a mountain and all the rubs are facing down the hill, well, he's probably making it in the morning if he's going up the mountain to lay down during the day.
1: Yeah, or he's, he's at right, least or vice versa the if he's coming yeah.
0: down in the evenings, right, yep. and he mm-hmm. beats on a tree here and there. Yeah. But that doesn't say much for the ones that are sideways, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, it's like, there's only hills. so much of that that matters. I have seen quite a few where, like, there's a side uh, skid road on a side of a mountain. It's side hilling. And I've seen a few skid roads where all the rubs faced one direction on that skid road. Yeah. Most of the time, the bucks that made those, every time I walked up through there and checked that skid road, all their tracks were always going one way.
1: That's going to tell you. It was like a
0: one-way road. Yeah. And all the traffic was going that way. Um, What time of day they had traveled through, I didn't always know. And I'm sure it was all different times. But it's pretty interesting how sometimes there was like a flow to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you could almost tell if I had to sit and watch that skid trail, I would face the way they're coming from <laughs> for sure. <laughs> because it's Naturally. pretty likely that's yeah. the way it's going to go because yeah. all the sign, all the tracks and all the rubs all consistently faced that way, yeah. you know, and then, then they start figuring, well, why? Right, I start looking at the rest of the landscape, Where are they trying from to figure kind out of thing. Why? What time of day? Yeah. Why is it all going down this way? And when I'm when you're questioning everything, that's always good. Um, urine is another sign, right? You yep. see lots of that. Mm-hmm. And does and bucks pee differently? be able yeah. to, dif-
2: be able to uh, differentiate between
0: what the patterns are. Yeah, the, the splashing, right? The dough just splashes and it yep. goes everywhere. It's concentrated right. into yep. one like straight and down he, deal. he will stay put and pretty much go and then dribble and you know, spread it out a Make little a bit. Make a mess. Yeah. And, yeah. More likely to
1: all sp- over the toilet seat and Yeah. <laughs> one thing I noticed too, <laughs> legs <Dough>. are <laughs> dripping yeah. when the yeah. pee on his
2: hawks. Yep. One thing I've kinda noticed, I don't know if you guys have seen the same thing, when I'm tracking a deer, say it's a doe. Mm-hmm. When she gets up out of her bed and like she's not jumped, she just gets up on her own terms and she pees right in her bed and then mm-hmm. walks off. A buck will get
0: up, take a few steps, then pee. That's way more likely to happen, yes. I, I've seen a few that didn't care and went in their beds anyway, but generally they'll take a few steps and then go, even if it's only a couple or one. They will step away just a little tiny bit usually. Um, the the tarsal smell always seems to be a little bit more with the bucks. Mm -hmm. Even though does can smell a little tarsal too, you know, and, but it's it's, it's always way stronger with buck and, and the more they're making scrapes and they're peeing on their legs and that musky kind of, that musky tarsal smell is, is washing off them all the time. And especially if they happen to, some bucks really rub their tarsals like crazy. Mm -hmm. They're all about the legs and the smell and others just don't seem to care about it as much and they don't, they don't smell as strong. Yeah.
1: You get some deer that stink and you, you can smell them a long ways off. Oh, sure. And you're like, there's a buck right here. And it's like, that's been really nice (laughs) (laughs) a few times where you really didn't have much for sign. You know, the track's right ahead of you. Nothing's really changed. It's not really that fresh. And all of a sudden you get that whiff coming because they're a little bit uh, sure. upwind of you sure. Sure. and you get that smell you're like oh game on and that's paid off a bunch of times oh yeah even with moose it has
0: oh yeah and With oh, yeah. moose, we, we come around the corner and moose, sh- moose and we all boom, boom, boom you can boom, right? smell you can moose smell a, a moose, no just, oh, all a sudden, there's a moose God. here someplace yeah and then we start sniffing up wind and looking around <laughs> next thing you know the cows looking at us with them giant slipper ears you know what oh, you yeah. oh you know and then the calf stands <laughs> up and they all freak out and they go all over the place and run <laughs> right yeah. yeah so like you know Paying attention to the smells that you smell, and it, and it usually, especially like with scrapes, if you even approach scrapes that smell like crazy, then things are pretty new.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. even if you didn't make it right Beds then, too. you might have gone in it. Also, right too, the thing to look at with scrapes is how fresh the dirt is spread on mm-hmm. top of the
0: surrounding soil. Oh yeah, it's like almost like snow in a way right. for the weatherness of it. You know, yep. and you say, well, how long was it since it snowed last? And the 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 scrapes partially snowed in, mm-hmm. right? Or how fresh the dirt is being dug up and how much the last bit of rain pushed it down. Um, the other thing is there's normally a, uh, a track or two in the scrapes. Yeah. So like step that, right that fresh it. dirt and then putting an imprint in it and how many other bucks have visited since then You get to see some of that because the other bucks will walk right into it or walk up to the edge of it and leave tracks along the sides of it, even if they don't step in it. A less dominant buck may be less likely to step in it, but he's definitely going to walk up to it and smell it. Right.
2: There's also a big difference between a deer scraping for feed and a deer scraping for the rut.
1: Oh, yes. When, they, yeah, the, when, it's a, when it's a buck, it'll be when
2: it's, when it's a buck and he's scraping because he's feeling frustrated about his doe troubles, he will beat the snot out of a spot and it'll be huge. Where if the deer is feeding and they're not really into chasing down a doe, it's going to be smaller, lighter impressions. It's not going to be quite so aggressive.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah they'll, they won't they'll just move the snow a little bit and get down there and eat you'll like it almost just looks like they stepped a bunch of times in one spot when it's a scrape they throw leaves i've seen some that are 10 feet long sure. where they they're throwing just, piles yeah, of it's leaves like a and dog dirt. on a lawn after
2: yep. it went to the bathroom yeah, four-wheel just burnout burnout on yep. the
0: lawn you
1: yep.
2: throwing grass everywhere the buck will
0: do the same thing sure yeah and then, and like with a lot of scrapes, some will have licking branches and stuff overhead, yep. and some won't. It's, I've had quite a few where there was none. M- I've even most seen licking do, branches but. with no scrape, mm-hmm. where it's just a branch is stuck out in the road, and he happened to stop, and it, it bothered him a little bit, and he just whacked it with his horns a little bit. Yep. And you walk up to this branch that snapped in the middle of the skid trail while you're tracking him. <laughs> And literally, you see where they've done that. They stopped in the snow and they whacked their horns on the thing. And sometimes it's a four-inch tree leaning across a skid trail, right? Mm -hmm. And he walks right up to that four-inch tree and whacks his horns on it and just happens to rub it, right? And it just caught his attention. And and it's not like I'm going to go sit on that thing now. But it just goes (laughs) to show that that just caught his attention and he happened to do it. You know, it's just a deer habit. And it's what he was doing at the time. And truthfully, I don't care about it. but Right, and yeah. they're,
2: they're curious by nature too anyway.
0: Oh, for sure. The other thing that's probably right on one of the top of my list, of course, is the, the stride, the width, the track itself, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the number one thing for me is just the size and the beef that he's got. Of course. For sure. And the attitude that that displays so that I can find, so I can tell if I'm going to catch him or not. If I need to wait, if I need to waste my time following that track or not, you know, that is the most important for me because I want to make the most of my time and nearly everybody in their hunting time is somewhat limited. I mean, we have way more time. We have a lot of time. We are very blessed. Right. So something's going to happen when you have tons of time. Right. But the. It didn't last year for me. But. <laughs> <laughs> that was by choice. Yeah, yeah that, that was year. more by choice than anything. But can't be picky. The we <laughs> can, but that that's really where it's at for me. I want to see just a huge track. I want to see yeah. a huge track. Something that gets and so excited. I know that there is something around because ain't no little one making that giant track. And ninety nine percent of the time, I don't know, maybe not ninety nine, but most of the time, it's a big buck yeah some kind and when it's a really older one and he sticks to the junk and he goes on the edges and he's always cautious and he checks before everything and he's he never takes any chances and he sticks to the junk
2: an ivy league deer he's educated
0: that's the old mossy horn thing that's five six seven years old knows his business and at night he comes out and goes everywhere like ha ha I'm okay now. And he runs all over the place and he ticks you off. That's a deer I want. (laughs) That's a sign I want to see.
2: I would say for me, especially while I'm tracking, I want to see rubs. Cause it confirms what I'm following has antlers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've followed a lot of clown feet, clown footed deer. I've also followed some does that must've gone 160 pounds. Yeah. And, they're just these horse does and it's like, that looks like a nice little buck and come over the hill and there she is with her fawn. It's like, are you kidding me? I followed
0: you for the last two miles. <laughs> right. And she went back home to her fawn. Right. right. Or the fawn's following
2: her and it looks like a nice buck with a little doe, right? <laughs> yeah. Every,
0: Everybody's looks looks like, like a that. nice big doe with a once. little fawn.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it turns out. So I like, I like while I'm tracking to confirmation to come up. To and come come up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be able to see a rub.
1: I like beds Mm -hmm. because one of the things is most of the time out of all the things that they're going to do in the woods, the thing that speeds you up the most is the bed, right? The bed tells you how big it is. Well,
2: that they've laid down. So especially if it's a a time gain, the bed is the
0: best, right? I four hours.
1: You know, I don't really care about antlers. I'll see that if I have a chance, uh, that'll, you know, because even if they're leaving, if they're putting antler marks in the snow, or they're making scrapes and rubs and all that stuff. That's fantastic, but you still have to see antlers in order to confirm, in order to shoot anyway. Mm -hmm. So I like a bed. I like a nice big bed. And I want to walk up to an old bed, right? That's like maybe just starting to get a little crispy on the inside, and now they're on their feet, right? I love that. I love seeing the, you know, waddling around and then a few nibbles and then stop, walk, stop, and then lay down. It's like... I just gained a ton of time. I can go slow. The second bed is awesome. Now it's probably time. In it. Yeah, you put yep. the brakes on and you move right up to the bed and you say, okay, now I know a lot about this buck. The bed tells you a lot. It tells you how they're feeling, right? Because bucks that are going to zombie walk and go forever don't leave beds.
0: Nope. My favorite bed scenario is an old bed. With a new bed next to it. That's his spot. And then another bed, even fresher. Next new to Hampshire, I mean, when
1: you almost got that monster. Yes,
0: he had three beds yeah. in, in like a 10 by 10 feet area. Yeah. He had three he different that age that, beds in dude, one spot. Dude, that year
1: was stupid. The I, last I two weeks, nothing moved. He's every, dumb,
0: and, and <sighs> even I'm not getting them. I'm, like, <laughs> but that bugger
1: is making it. They don't have to be smart to get away.
0: Well, no, no because he had posters. And yeah. he knew how to use them, and and we just happened to catch him in a about bad spot, half three quarters of a mile from his little haven at the end of that the day he hangs too. out. And that little is just lucky. And that I was not say buck. little bugger because that he's was big. a buck and a he's half. He's a beauty. Wow. And and when he turned his head, and the woods moved, I'm like, Oh, there's horns <laughs> on that thing. Look at that thing. How come <laughs> the know? canopy just moved? Yeah, look at that thing. Yeah. You know, so, but I I, he had a track. He yeah. had a track. And I, I'm yeah. a track lover. Sorry i, I, I want to see tracks i don't care if i drive down a dirt road 20 miles and if i see one giant track on that dirt road okay now i got a reason to hunt there i do yeah. like too while
2: you're tracking a deer and they eat some old man's beard mm-hmm. every, time I've, every time i every time i followed a buck who's fed on old man's beard they've laid
0: down within 50 yards especially yeah well yeah sometimes we that one up on uh, um keystone no No one ate like crazy. And he just kept right on trucking, which stunk because we were geared up. The green moss is an absolute more that one i trust even more if he eats a bunch of real green the stuff on the he, ground he's dense, yeah so he's got to lay yeah.
2: down to chew it and that stuff it. like
0: on an old rotten log that that makes them blow it up and they, they you bet that one they're usually pretty close by if you see them really feeding heavy on that they'll be not too far away usually that's a or good they'll have laid too. down and and digested for a while and then got up
2: and yeah. and then again right now you're, you have you're a firing be- up behind them right now you have a bed and now you've caught up to
0: them right you've, well, g- gained, you've gained some time absolutely most of the time they lay down for about three to four hours and it's I've, not usually much longer than that in a bed no but that one in new hampshire yeah he he got up and down three times in 12 hours but he never went anywhere yeah he stayed in a 50 yard circle and laid down three times within 10 feet all those beds and and the snow was kind of
1: older and crusty ish yeah. you can see
0: and the when, age of the snow yeah, Dude, and even, following even up we didn't head. feel
1: like going we were like we just want to sleep like everything was like we need a break yeah you know the entire woods the the moose, coyotes, Nothing everything was, was just like, no, man. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't feel like it. We let's didn't just feel take a like few like days it. off. Yeah, <laughs>
0: But, you know, after going that mile and a half, I followed him for a solid mile and a half. Yeah. After we had already taken him the day before, we took over. We took him all day the day before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not all day, but close to it yeah because we had a, a time frame about two and a half hours where we lost the track and then we picked it up fresh again and started in old yeah. to find it new to find it gone and their daylight gone
1: tracks so, are great tracks are great but they don't confirm size like a bed does no and no you know it that's for when sure. you can lay yep. your rifle in there and it rattles around if you got a nice big long barreled gun you got a seven millimeter like a keith 300 when you lay keith 300 in that bed and it rattles around that's a 10 footer that oh, is a, a two deer. that's a hog right because one
0: you want to you 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 hunt that deer, you right? hunt that yeah, that's right
1: and then you say well, what does the track look like and you say okay are there any defining characteristics that will make that track stand out yep. in the future and then now gotcha
0: old signs not that bad
1: nope old signs better than no old sign. old signs better than no sign right, right. just like snow
0: yeah, and and it comes down to reading that too, and it'll also tell you something about the area in general. And yeah, that's, that's not always that bad. And for the most part, we're spending our month hunting, but ninety nine percent of it, we're not hunting. We're scouting. We're just scouting all day long, every single day, taking in inform- information yeah. all the time. Yeah. We never stop scouting. We're just constantly scouting.
1: Yeah, and then, and then we then... just
0: boil it down to that. That hour, hour and a half, when it's crunch time and you're right up near them and you're actually hunting. Yeah, now we're hunting. We're
1: going through the woods looking for opportunity, and then once the stars line up, then and everything just works out like you have good conditions, good track, whatever. And you say, okay, now it's crunch time. Yeah. Okay. And most of the time we're we're following. This, you end up fall when you're in a big area with a small doe population. You end up following tracks. You can't. You don't end up hunting tracks. You end up following them. Oh yeah. We have been fighting the long distance marathon bucks a lot. Last year, it's been it's been been ridiculous.
0: We haven't hit very many that were right local, and the few that we did. Oh, it was so close. They died the one you and I, got <laughs> Casey. Right, Casey yeah. shoots him. All the local the, the boys. The ones you and I, we've mm-hmm. been so close. Like we 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 just see butt jump and it, and it goes and like we were looking right at him. You and, and, and me just couldn't pick him out. This
1: year, you and me are getting another one on camera. We've we're come getting a so big getting on so close. Camera.
0: You and I you. have come so close on so many deer,
1: dude. The amount of two hundred pounders that I'm like, oh, dad, I have to go do something, and I'm driving away. I had to leave camp, and I go. I know he's gonna do it tomorrow, and I'm just William, like, Dad, I hate shirt. it, and I get, and then I call him, and he's like, Well, he walks outside, and shines the light on the deer, and I'm like, Ah, I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have left. we'll <laughs> yeah. have that. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get you one on camera again someday. Let's one get a, Jimmy one. That that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right? The puff, my god, that, the crowning achievement of the YouTube channel will be Jimmy's 200 pounder getting oh, it on sure. film. That'll be amazing. Can't yeah. wait. Bucks, we won't yep. show
2: anybody till like season ten. <laughs> <laughs> this is a throwback no Thursday way. of ten years ago. No way. I,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't deprive people. Hashtag more cocoa puff. <laughs> no I would way. never do that to <laughs> no them. Way. I actually. I've been getting people messaging that. Dude, like more yo, cocoa. more Jimmy. Hashtag more cocoa puff. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully we can get him on the podcast coming up. We're gonna get him some free time. Busy man, high demand. Buck signed to it varies. It varies from area. It varies from deer. Some deer, you know, they're just they have their own personality. They have their own thing they like. Some apparently like white birch to rub on. Unusual, <laughs> just like us, right? But
0: some soft wood, some hardwood.
1: That's right. And and depending on the area that you're in and the kind of deer you're tracking, they're going to develop characteristics, and certain bucks are going to lay certain sign, and it's going to help you. Like mushroom buck ate a certain kind of mushrooms, and he was the only deer in his area that really did that he with that it. kind of track. He couldn't get. Enough. You could just tell right yep. and some deer are going to lay really specific sign that's unusual and you're going to see that certain and you're going to shape
0: to the their toes that's or right a, a yep. certain like stride or a way they walk they will
1: bed in one yeah, spot sure like they will only bed in one spot some just have
0: unusual tracks that stand right out yep, you know When you wounded a couple three years ago or like tyrod where yep. his back feet didn't line i will up be interested
1: to see if we can find two-step again I'd shoot him this year. Uh Oh, Oh, forget about it. He's going to be some kind of smarter though. Oh yeah. But
0: we learned a lot about him. He did. (laughs) At the same
1: time, right? It's that like defense, attack, kind of like both parties developing, getting better. You know, it. It would be interesting to see if he still had the same kind of step. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But if he weighed two hundred and Jimmy got him, that'd be cool. The puff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, I'm right? yeah, I'm all right with that. And
0: he's he's hunting right where that thing. Right? Yo,
1: yeah, well he Jimmy likes that spot. He's oh yeah, it's that, a good spot.
0: He loves it right in there. Yeah, yeah. but yep. we're having fun, and we hope you guys are too. Yep. We want to thank you all for listening, and you know, feel free to ask us questions. We've got our. Our email here from the podcast and you can send into that you know whatever it takes down below don't be afraid to let us know what's going on with you and uh good luck out
1: there yeah and sharing what you guys are seeing in your neck of the woods with other people is just going to help more people um get out there and you know fall in love with tracking and get to know maybe get their dream buck and and that's one of the great things i think about hunters we you know for the most part we all share We do our best to help everyone else because you want to see other people get deer and enjoy this and learn more and grow, and that's kind of what we're all about. Nothing like getting the biggest buck of your life. Oh, my God. Well, so far. That's right. (laughs) So far. You never want to think that you got your biggest (laughs) one, right? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in for another podcast episode. Hopefully, you got something out of this. We always enjoy bringing them to you. Looking forward to more this fall, bringing lots of videos. Connect with us on the socials and everything down below. Once again from the shop here in Northfield, happy hunting.
0: Good luck. See you later.